0: JT here, and welcome to the huddle. The huddle is where I sit down with successful people from the world of sport and coaching. It's to learn more about their journey to greatness. Why do I have these conversations? Because success always leaves clues. I want to take a moment to thank you, whether you are watching our conversation on YouTube or on Facebook, or whether you're listening to the audio on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me and my special guest today. And here's my reminder to you. The mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's wide open. So my challenge to you is to go all in on this conversation, to remove any distractions, and be right here and be right now. And I guarantee you, you will gain a valuable nugget of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. I've been looking forward to my conversation with my special guest today. Uh, Over the last few months, over the last six months to year, we've We've had some great conversations, and I thought it was a great time to bring him on and share, you know, allow him the opportunity to share his journey to greatness. Uh, He's a defensive coach with the University of Windsor-Lancers football program and has also become part of the U16 Team Ontario men's tackle football coaching staff. My guest in the huddle today is Coach Isaiah Johns. How are you today, brother? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me today, JT. Absolutely, brother. Before we get kicked off, intended. I just want to take a moment to count my blessings. Uh, Counting my blessings is something I challenge myself to do every day. Some days I do it better than others, but I do find the days I count my blessings are the ones that are filled with more love, joy and peace. And I'm a big believer that the biggest blessing you can give anyone is your time and energy. So I just want to thank you again, brother, for, for blessing me with some of your time and energy uh, here today. Oh, thank you very much. And and
1: likewise, I, I feel so rude. I didn't even ask you. How, how are you doing today?
0: Yeah, I'm doing well, brother. You know what? Life's, when we get to have this conversation here, like what, what else is life about beyond just connecting, right, with with one human Right here, right now, right? 100%. Okay. Uh, so the first thing that I always like to do whenever we jump at the huddle is to remind myself that life is a game and games are supposed to be fun. So I'm curious, what's an interesting fact? You know, we had a, I had a great coaching colleague, teaching colleague. And, and great friend that, that would always say, we all have these things that make us unique, that make us different, so celebrate it. So I'm curious, what, what's an interesting fact that maybe a lot of people don't know about you that you'd be open to sharing with our community today? Um, an
1: interesting fact, I guess, completely unrelated to me is in not only the 12th grade, uh, but throughout university, I was actually taking dance. Um, I actually won the dance Award as a fifth year over at uh, Regina Mundi Catholic school in in London. So I playing the position, it it kind of helped me that I could move a little bit.
0: yeah, I, I love that, right? and and it just what I had this vision of is just again that that athleticism, right? that that beauty of being able to control and move your body, and how that crosses over to so many different athletic pursuits.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. It was definitely one thing where I think I looked at my dad at a young age and I didn't really know what was going on and then uh, kind of grew, grew throughout the years. So can definitely uh, bust move or two.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, so I'm curious, you know, you've had this beautiful journey where you've transitioned from being a high quality athlete to becoming a high quality coach and, and your journey has taken you to a lot of beautiful destinations right it's taking you to the U sport level the cjfl level and now you know you're you're coaching at the U sport level you're coaching at the provincial level and national level so i'm curious sport has obviously played an important role for you in your life what has been the one biggest takeaway at, lesson that you've taken from sport? And again, I know, I understand there's many, but what's that one lesson that you find has really stuck with you, has really resonated with you along your journey? I
1: think the biggest thing um, that I've kind of noticed and lesson um, that I've gotten throughout all my years is it really comes down to a trust factor. Uh, Oftentimes when you're playing high-level sports or sports for that matter, you're going to have a coach or you're going to have a teammate that at one point you're going to need to look at them hopefully throughout the entire season and say, I trust you. And one thing I think that we can both value uh, being on this call is the fact of trusting one another comes from giving that time, giving that energy and giving that love to somebody. And I definitely, that has been the biggest thing um, throughout all of my playing experience and now getting the coach.
0: Mm. And, and it, it, I love that you're talking about that, uh, that, that idea of like trust, because in sport, and again, you've been around a long time, you know. There's all these cliches about trust the process, and and you know what I find interesting through the work I do is like it's easy to trust the process when you perceive things are going well, right? When you're when you're up by two touchdowns, or you're five and zero, or you know you've had consecutive games where you just are in the zone. But again, it's another thing. Like, do you trust the process when you're down by two touchdowns? Where you're on a losing streak, or maybe you've had a couple of games where they weren't, you didn't perform at your best. So I, so I find it interesting, you know, that idea of how you bring up of trust. So I'm curious from your lived experience, either as a high quality athlete or a high quality coach, how has that idea of trust, like why do you think that that resonates with you so much? I think it resonates with me for a
1: while just because uh like many, you know, players (laughs) and uh coaches now, I feel like everybody's got somewhat of an ego. And to be able to drop that and then be willing to trust and separate yourself from the situation, um, it really is what makes a difference in between teams that are going to be able to perform at a high level Mm -hmm. and they're just gonna be the overall best, you know, when you can just and go. I got faith in this guy. I got faith in that guy. Or you can look at that assistant coach or a head coach and believe in it, mm-hmm. regardless of what's going on. I really think that's what makes the the entire difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting. And what I really heard from you is that idea of of overarching, like playing for something bigger than yourself, right? Whether it's the team, whether it's the person to the left, to the right, or you know, you're 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 more. App, you're more willing to push yourself if you're playing for something bigger. And I love how you're talking about this idea of it's it's like a process, right? So I guess my question, you you've you've been blessed to have these opportunities. And again, I'm I'm a firm believer you have put yourself in a position to uh to receive those, right? Again, I've 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 come to know you a little bit. I I, I understand what drives you, what what makes you tick. So how has your understanding of the importance of building trust, you know, through your experiences as a new Windsor coach, as a Team Ontario coach, how has that been shifting um for you? I think the the biggest
1: shift for me has really been in really earning it. Um and I know we got to, you know, quickly touch base a little bit yesterday. Um, but really finding ways to to earn trust in the work ethic that you put put out as a player. I remember the times where I'm staying up till whatever time at night watching film just because I want to be able to relay information that a coach may say. And now as a coach, I find the biggest way that I'm earning the trust from not only players but other coaches is just the time that I put in. Um whether it's you know tagging film and being there till whenever knowing I got to work the next morning, whether it's sitting down with a player and having a conversation about comp- something completely unrelated to what he has to do on the field, um, but making him understand that we're both humans first. You know, mm-hmm. we were both players at one time. And at the end of the day, I look at him similar to a son, to a brother, um, to a cousin, like something like that, where this family, this love, of care
0: that JP preaches. Um,
1: it's the exact same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like for you again, it's that that empathy piece, right? Like like being able to to see the world through another person's lens, to be able to 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 walk a mile in their shoes, right? It, it sounds like that's been a powerful driver for you.
1: I think so. I, I had a long talk with one of my my close friends not too long ago, and that that was the one thing really being empathetic and understanding the goals that people have ahead of them. Because if I don't know that, how are we going to work towards a common goal?
0: Yeah. Well, and again, it's it's that interesting, right? Like hearing you share that, it's that interesting finding that harmony, right? Between understanding that people have individual goals, they might have team goals, but really how do you sort of show them that actually by us, by you putting your best energy and, and enthusiasm and attitude towards the collective, the team goal, you actually put yourself in the best position to achieve your individual goals. Like that's I don't know. I always loved that, that, that
1: beautiful dance. No, hundred percent. And that, and that's the one thing I feel like it's, it's difficult in the moment um, because of ego, because of emotions, because we play such a passionate sport mm-hmm. and to be able to separate yourself from the moment and what's going on mm-hmm. and hone in, on it, especially if your views don't align, it's not always the easiest thing to, to tackle. Um, yeah. uh, pun not intended there, but yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where it can be, you know, extremely powerful when you
0: can connect on those. Yeah. And, and it's interesting you share that. It's, that is trusting that the person that you're working alongside of you uh has your best interests at heart. They want to help they want to help you get to where you want to go, right? And that's again an, an ongoing daily process. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Believe it or not. And that that's the one thing, especially when you can you know, get tight with your position group, with the guys you coach with, you know, really earning that trust. I feel like that's, Mm -hmm. it's a special thing to have. Like you, sometimes you see these people more than you see your own family or your significant others through long stretches of the week. And you want to make
0: sure, you know, you're doing everything to help those people as well as help yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, one of the things I've really come to appreciate about you, Isaiah, is like your willingness to ask questions. Right. And, and I'm a firm believer that, you know, any high quality coach, we, we often reference like, we want to work with coachable athletes. We want to work with open minded people who are willing to listen to our, you know, lived experience, our specialized knowledge and, and be able to apply it. Right. We all want coachable athletes. Uh, but as we often talk about, you know, in order to have coachable athletes, you must first yourself be coachable. And that's what I love about you is, is your willingness to ask questions. You know, I think of how we first started to connect on a deeper level was you asked me a question, right? You, you just, you were seeking some, you know, maybe off some different perspective or maybe, you know, just, so I guess, you know, I've been blessed to know some of the the great leaders that you've been able to work with, whether it's coach or you know, whether it's coach Mills, you know, uh, whether it's coach Donovan, coach Peterson, I guess in your journey, how important has it been for you to surround yourself with other strong and powerful leaders and actually be open to asking questions and actively listening to their, you know, wisdom? Oh, it's been massive. Like, I I can't even describe,
1: uh, I guess, the experience over the last couple of years, just because it's been something that's opened my eyes immensely. Um, I think it all stemmed from me having both, you know, strong parents who really made sure they were a powerful influence in my life and letting me know, you know, if there's anything I want to do, that they're going to fully support me in whatever way they can. And then especially when I was out of the house, um, going back a few years, um, really just seeking guidance, you know, I, I'm very fortunate enough to have the, the friends and the support system around me um, to help uplift me in times where I feel lost uh, times where I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life or where it was going. And then once, you know, I started to hone in and uh, really say, this is what I like. This is what I don't um, coaching really just started to flow. And I really just wanted to, connect as much as I could and learn as much as I could from those coaches. Anytime I can get a second with, you know, uh, coach Donovan, I, I make sure, you know, I'm asking him whether I'm texting him at one in the morning saying, I don't know what you want on this or whether it's me um, talking KP's ear off in a hotel room, um, going back to his playing days and all the experiences. Um, Those memories I think are things that you can't even put a price tag on um, and experiences that, regardless of where my coaching career goes, I'm always going to be thankful for that and really take them into my everyday life.
0: I love that. And and, it, and it, why, why I love it, it resonates with me I, is I had a great coach and I was working with them in a business sense, but they said, you know, the quality of your questions will determine your quality of life. And I love how you prioritize asking these other strong and powerful leaders like powerful questions so you can tap into their world wisdom. Because it's one of the interesting things that borrowing wisdom from someone who's been there, done that, or has helped others to, to achieve those goals. It's interesting how it actually saves us time, energy, and money on a long journey. So it's like, it's a bit of a no brainer. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's
1: the thing. Like as, as scary as a guy like JP or coach Mills may have been when I was playing, um, Getting you know five minutes of their time sometimes is huge. Um, just because when I tap into their experience and how they see not only the game but life, uh, really just helps me. Because then I go, wow, I wasn't even thinking that, or I didn't even know that was a thing. So they've really been a, a massive influence, and um, you know I'm just grateful at least that they took a chance on me when um, maybe not a lot of other people saw it.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, it, as you look back, knowing what you know now, I think it's always interesting, right? Because we live in a world where people could look at you and go, oh, OK, Isaiah, you know, he's he has this opportunity at Windsor. He has this opportunity with Team O." that they sometimes forget that there have been a lot of focus reps and sets that you have put in over, you know, not like a couple months. But I mean, you've been preparing for this for, for years, right? Even decades, thinking back to athletically. So I'm curious, uh, what what words of wisdom would you give to your younger self that you started the journey? Like, is there anything that's been like, "Oh, I had no idea it was going to be like that"? Like, is there any? Yeah, I'm I'm curious what what did what wisdom um, you would share with your younger self?
1: Yeah, I I would say if it, my biggest thing, and I'll keep it simple: is if it feels if it feels good and it feels like where you should be. Then keep on doing it i was very hesitant early on in playing but also coaching mm-hmm. to know where i needed to be uh my after my final year of high school i didn't play football i took a year off just because i was trying to decide you know what can i do um had a couple of different opportunities but not everything aligned and junior ball was just there but honestly my ego and just the type of player i was i went i'm not playing junior ball i don't want to do that right selfishly i thought I was above it then I went on to play three years there and had a blast so it was one of those things that put me in different connections and then even you know trying to decide and figure out the whole coaching realm of it um, and seeing the community it's so small but also you know once you get your foot in the door um, really just connecting and continuing to learn and grow from there Um, I called coach Mills I think one time the summer asking him about something and he went, Oh no, we're actually looking for a different position, dropped it. Then in the middle of their fall season um, for the OSFL, the varsity team, I gave him a call. I said, Hey, you know, I'd love to help. He's like, can you drop the practice tonight? I said, yes. And then I showed up, had no idea what I was doing, was walking around the field. Um, Their DV coach who's still there now um, called me over after I introduced myself to a few people I made one correction he's just like, listen to this guy. (laughs) So it's moments like that and and things like that, where I just go, Hey, you think you're doing the right thing. You got to stay on it. And you just got to look at who are you listening to? Because if you want their life, then you got to make sure that you're listening to them.
0: It's interesting. Like, as you share that, you know, when I just think of your, you know, and it, it sort of reminded me about one of your superpowers is your persistence. Right. And that's the one thing I, I love about you is, you know, I think of where some of those, where you just highlight there from that Essex, like it could have been easy for you to get the first know and to say, oh, this is this coaching stuff. It's not for me. I, I'm just going to go back to what's safe and comfortable. But I love the fact of you followed up with coach Mills and knowing coach Mills you know, well, I'm sure that that probably showed, okay, no, this is like, he's serious. He wants to do this. And it's funny how you having that persistence to not allow the one no to stop you, you were actually able to find out the yes and find the opportunity. And then from that one correction that you sharing some feedback to help and serve someone else has brought you to where you are now. The persistence has
1: been key throughout. I I mean, I, I appreciate you saying that, but it started, I think, even before that. You know, I was living in London um, and I reached out to um, a couple of coaches who I I don't want to name to actually get my first experience. You know, I COVID hit. I uh, was just working part time as a teller um, and was just really looking for something to do after I was done school and didn't really get met with open arms. Went back to my old high school, but. Didn't know how it was going to work just because of the job that I was working at the time. So really before that, I mean, it's not that there were steps or different things that I wasn't willing to do, um, but there was definitely a lot of things that I was getting in my own head about going, I don't know like how I'm going to make this work. I don't really know, one, if somebody's going to want someone like me, or even if I get there, am I going to be able to make that commitment? and now I'm realizing with just the discipline and the attention to detail, um, that part of it, just being there and being present Mm -hmm. that I do in terms of coaching, coaching is a whole new world that all,
0: honestly, I'm learning every day. Mm -hmm. And and again, I I love like these nuggets, right. Of, of wisdom. And and it's interesting of just, you know, celebrating, like you mentioned that, like being grateful. Right. And I think that that's an important reminder for everyone is like be grateful for every experience right positive you know when we have a we have a it's interesting as humans because we sometimes it's positive or negative good bad but really it's like every experience has helped you become the strong and powerful being you are today right so it's interesting when you start to look at the world there and, and trust that idea it's just more life just feels a little bit lighter
1: yeah no, it definitely does. And that and that's the one thing. I always say, you know, I when you're calling me a high level level athlete, that's th- that's high praise. Cause I don't know if anybody's ever called me that. Um, just because even for me playing, you know, I was five foot, the Western wouldn't give me it, but I was five foot eight. The mm-hmm. one where I lied at Toronto and said I was five eleven, but I swear I didn't go. Yeah. And it was the heaviest I ever played at was 185. Yeah. Now me even being able to get around all these different coaches get around all these different players that went on and had several different levels of success not only at Sport, but then translating to the pros
0: yeah
1: that was you know a blessing and experience in itself it was something that I think I was written off for a long time and now it's it's one of those things where I understand it was where I probably always needed to be I just I didn't know it at the time yeah
0: and it's interesting that like you, you, you know, you mentioned the idea of high level and and that's why I, I always like, like words are powerful, right? Like what we speak out loud will always come to be like, uh, like a lot of great leaders have disagreed on most things, but they have agreed, like we become what we think about. And it's interesting. I always use the term high quality athlete, high quality coach, because again, those qualities that you were describing, that persistence, right that ambition that drive that open mindedness were always parts of you now at sometimes they were maybe a little bit stronger a little more developed but those high qualities were always inside of you the difference now is you are bringing those qualities to the surface and that's that's why all these opportunities have come up
1: yeah someone had to do it for me you know throughout i think back to my uh my high school playing days and just you know not only their teachers there, but there were people who worked full time that just all they cared about was being there for me, teaching me the game. Regardless of what they were telling me was right or wrong. Um just the time and the dedication to that really, you know, helped me and I'm appreciative to this time. And I look back as I can reach out to any of those guys if there's everything I need. So for all of the players that I coach, whether it's for a season or for several years, all I want to do is look back and go, okay, like if they were ever in a tough situation, you know, I will be there for them regardless. I make sure they know they have my number, they have my email, they have whatever they need. Um, just because it's that powerful um, to be there, be present.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, you know, I think one of the interesting things about your current journey right now is you know, you get to work with a lot of high quality athletes and a lot of high quality coaches from different levels, right? Like if you take a look, if you're wearing your U16 team Ontario men's tackle hat, you're working with, you know, some of the top, you know, grade eights and nines, right? If you look at what, what you're working with London, or sorry, in Essex, a little bit, you know, a little bit older, then you're working way up to the U sport level. Uh, so you really have this diverse age range where there's lots of development, right? A lot of different periods of growth and development. I'm curious, have you found it any different working with them? Like obviously there's subtle differences, but in terms of like what those high quality athletes need in order to really take their game to the next level. And I say game of life.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, The way I talk to a 14 to 16 year old is definitely different. The way that I can communicate with uh, someone who's 17 plus at the university level and with the fourteen to sixteen-year-old, sometimes I have to watch myself and uh, and what I say. Um, but I find it's really just the attention to detail and what you say. Um, as a coach, I feel like we have so much information that we want to share because we have, like you were saying, this wealth of experience that we've been able to go through. So we want to share it. But sometimes the kid looks at me like he's like, "Okay, coach, haven't ate breakfast." I had a snack after school, I took a nap as well, and I have a project team. That kid just wants to play ball and he wants you to give you something simplified so he can go out and execute. A 20-year-old that's just studying the game and hamsters are turning and everything's going, sometimes I can give him a little bit more, and I think the biggest thing that I've found is at the younger level, you know you need to make sure these kids are having fun and they're engaged when you need them engaged. Whether you have a brief 30-minute segment, whether you have a five-minute indie period, you got to be locked in. Whereas at the university level, yeah, you may have more time, but at the end of the day, you got to not only hear the, your players out, for me, especially as a positional coach, but then regardless of what they're saying and the goals they're trying to attack and attain, I need to make sure, okay, I'm holding them accountable. Because unfortunately – they're from different backgrounds, like you said, and they may have, you know, different things going on. So it's not like I can just go out there and assume, yes, this is Isaiah John's 2.0, because he may not be. I really hope he's way better. <laughs> but he you've got to really hone in on, okay, is it just this play he can't execute on? Why is that? Is it just, you know, his ability to take the game in, um, at this speed, how do we slow it down for them? Just different
0: things like that. Mm, I love that. And again, why I love that. It just shows your willingness to ask questions, right? Like what, you know, what could I do to slow this down for them? Right. And I, and it's powerful because you know, what I really heard from is that idea of like that love tough. And I know that's something you guys have talked about at, at Windsor is that idea of like, what, what does it mean to, Again, sports, like, oh, it's tough love. And we might have grown up in that sort of tough love, right? But is that the best and most effective way? And I think it's time and place, but really it's the idea of like love tough, like the love has to come first. And and what I always love about the love tough approach is it's about having great trust, but then combining it with great standards, right? And that's how you bring out the best in people.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Like, I've never been, and I always joke this with with everybody, I've never had a grown man tell me he loves me like the second he meets me. Um, (laughs) Coach Pat will do that day in, day out. And um, it's true because I've heard him yell from the opposing end um, at York University. And he will get into you. But at the end of the day, he's always going to tell you he loves you. And I think for me, that's the one thing. Um, There's times where I know I need to yell and hold other guys accountable. But at the end of the day, I want to be able to talk to you and tell you, if this is what you want, this is what you're going to do. And that's the end of the story. It shouldn't be so gray. I know JP does a great job of, you know, stressing black and white, good or bad, just because that's what they need to do. You know, these ambiguous thoughts or, this gray area, sometimes it's confusing because I know it was confusing for me as a player. Mm-hmm. So if I channel that into my thinking when I communicate with them, it helps them go, oh shoot, I don't want to get yelled at. This is what I'm gonna do.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that, you know, you shared some insight right into that idea of you know that that black and white, that law of polarity, right? Because again, I think, you know, coaching. You know, against, you know, really becoming, getting to know Coach selling really well. Yeah, he does a great job of that. It's it's like, you always need to ask yourself, what is required of me on this next play? You know, and that's a q- prompting question I often ask myself in, in my life. Like, what is actually required of me, you know, on this next play? So if I'm, you know, in this conversation is the next play, right? What I'm required to do when I ask you a question is to actively listen to what you're saying, right? or if it's after that and it's an opportunity for me to respond then it's harvesting what I heard right and here's what I heard so it's yeah I, lo- I love that idea of you know what's required on this next one to get you to where you want to go yeah
1: yeah no exactly and, that, and that's the one thing when you talk about the next play and you talk about um, what's I guess next I think it it becomes massive because you always want to be as a coach, but I think in life, you always want to be thinking forward, thinking ahead. Obviously, you have to master what you're doing at the time and do a very good job to advance. Um, but you got to be a couple steps ahead just because you've seen it through your years um, that the opposing coaches can do the exact same thing. And, you know, the players are thinking for themselves sometimes a, a greater goal at hand, whether it's them wanting to play pro or whether them just wanting to be, you know, a a gym teacher and coach, coach himself one day. Mm. Um, It's really one of those things where you need to hone in on that, be there and understand where are we going? How do we get there? And what am I going to do to get there? Mm. Love that.
0: I love that. So, so I'm curious as you become more immersed in the, you know, you sport at, 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 uh, higher level of, of, of our beautiful game. What do you see? Like one thing we've often talked about is, you know, developing the whole person, right? Like truly develop, you know, developing, strengthening spirit, mind, body, developing champions for life, right? Like setting them up in the next, you know, four for winning the next 40. Right. I'm curious, what do you see as something that, you know, ideal world we need to, do a better job of as you know as as coaches and leaders as, as caring adults as a way to best support today's young people to thrive in the 21st century like like I'm, I'm curious on your from your conversations your experience what you're hearing um i think the
1: players themselves um just need transparency and clear direction At the end of the day, everybody's goal is Yates and Spanier at the U-sport level, right? If you're not trying to be the best, you know, what are you really trying to be? You want to be competitive, right? We Mm. we do competitive sport where teams win, teams lose. Mm. But to get there, it becomes a culture building. We've seen it that's happened in Windsor over the last little bit. And the way to do that is you need to talk to your players actively, hear what their feedback is, and then run with it. The second you get your leaders and the second you get your not only top notch players, but coaches all on the same page, you're, you're allowed to man, you're allowed to facilitate at that point. But I find right now it's difficult, right? You got 110 plus guys or I know the number constantly changes um, of guys that are on your roster and you have a massive job as a head coach. So, if you are giving clear direction to what the offense, what the defense, what the assistant's got to do, your job then just becomes, okay, all I'm doing is tweaking and doing it. But it's difficult, right? I'm not in that position right now. So I am speaking of not being in that position. I think for me, the biggest thing that I can say coaching kids nowadays in the 21st century is really just developing that trust, um, getting to touch base with several different youth sports, coaches i make it a priority that i want to meet with my guys regularly i want to have them all in my phone so i can call them or text them and they call me for an hour just to say coach hey this is what's going on at work this is it's... i just want to be all because it may be a point where a lot of these kids haven't been hurt or maybe they need support maybe they need to hear a story about their favorite player and how he came to be right we're all so immense in this culture that is football and it's massive, but the only way to really reach success in that is understanding, like you said, the whole person and how they can be successful and to do that it takes time from your assistant and positional coaches to understand what those guys need it takes time from your own DC to, you know, put in the work for what's required to be successful. Mm-hmm. And as your head coach have, you know, clear direction as to where you want the players to go and what you want from everyone else. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's going to make a successful organization.
0: You know, it's interesting as you share that, you know, I really heard this idea of like, it's creating this greater sense of unity, right? Like creating more alignment, right? From, from the top down, because when you do that, you're more unified. And then when you're more unified, you can best direct your, your energy and, and enthusiasm towards the common goal. And that's where, you know, the blessings really start to pile up, right. That's where the, the touchdowns, the wins, you know, everything just starts to happen quicker, faster, with greater ease. Yeah. And everybody loves winning. So
1: it's, it's one of those things. You just gotta, you gotta, you know, get in where you fit in. And once you're in that spot, you really got to take the opportunity to learn from the guy who's maybe at the position that you want, or, The people around you, just so that way, that's only going to make you a better coach. I I know JP said it. I've heard multiple people say like you can never communicate too much. Nobody's ever come to you and just been like ah you're you're communicating too much. Mm -hmm. Maybe you know your significant other. I know that's mindset, but it becomes a a thing where if you're constantly communicating on the field, in the locker room, with other coaches in meeting, everyone knows where you stand. Mm-hmm. but also it just allows open flow and that's how you're going to probably unlock. Wow. This guy's really smart in this asset. Or I didn't even know that about this person.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Great, great reminder on, on, you know, the most effective leaders are often the most simple and effective communicators as well. Right. So, okay. Uh, so I'm curious uh, what if someone has you know any questions you know maybe maybe they want to you know connect with you and and tap into some of your you know lived experience so they can sort of tap into your wisdom or maybe they want to learn about you know team ontario or 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 essex ravens football or u windsor football you know is is there a way where people can follow you connect with you yeah 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 i'm on everything i mean
1: obviously you've got you know my uh my own like cell phone and email but i'm on instagram i'm on twitter i'm on linkedin i, I make sure that i'm very ac- easily accessible um and the reason for that is just because like i said i don't want there to ever be a point for a player family member uh
0: anybody a coach um to struggle to get a hold of me absolutely uh so I'll, I'll be happy to share out uh your handles on, on the different social platforms uh because again, that's what I do love about you. Is like you are accessible. You're, you know, you have a big heart. You want to love, serve, and care. And and uh, I think it's really amazing when I start to see the organi- the you know, the teams, the organizations, the programs you're involved with. I, I see a lot of similar qualities, right? Um, so Isaiah, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. Uh, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you for the great man you are. you Know the great son the great brother the great you know coach and mentor but more importantly the amazing human being you are you know the one thing i've always uh, come to appreciate about you is is your willingness to uh, live with a curious mind and an open heart like you're you're always you know asking questions to as ways to you know become a stronger, more powerful version so that you can actually help and serve more people. So I just went to, you know, that's the one thing I've always been appreciated about you and it inspires me to continue to live that way. So just want to thank you for that, brother.
1: No, I really appreciate it today, JT. Like honestly, you know, getting to to be on here to connect with you, even though we have the pleasure of doing it a few times, um, it does mean a lot you know i i think i said wow and just kind of stopped on the phone when you asked me um but it's one of those things where you know i'm i'm grateful and i really just want to take the opportunity with whoever uh, ever wants to connect with me um mm-hmm. take them all the way out and make sure that i continue to do everything that everybody's done for me so far
0: mm-hmm. great reminder on on the best example is to lead by example right so um So, folks, Isaiah dropped so many valuable nuggets of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. But as I remind you every week in the huddle, knowledge is potential power. It's a consistent and focused application of great knowledge that actually creates great results. So my challenge to you is to take one of these valuable nuggets of wisdom and go apply it to your life today. And as I like to remind you every week in the huddle, you are deserving of greatness. You are worthy of greatness. You are greatness. And if this conversation resonated with you, touch touched your heart, then please share it with a friend, a loved one, you know, a teammate, or someone that you feel just needs to be hearing these simple, empowering ideas. The more people that we have listening, understanding, and applying these simple ideas to their life, the more blessed this world will be. So as always, I look forward to connecting with you next time in the huddle. Have a blessed rest of your day.